Christine, welcome to the I Can't Wait to Tell You podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much, Casey, for having me. I am so excited that one, you're back on your podcast, and two, that I feel honored to be a guest on this show. So thank you so much. Yeah. So I'm so excited to kick things off. A little background. I know I mentioned this in Christine's intro, but you have a podcast, Christine, called Pivot to Passion. And that is exactly where I want to start our conversation. You had a successful seven-figure career that you pivoted out of into passion. Can you tell us Mm -hmm. about what the discovery was like for you to realize that that seven-figure career wasn't your passion and how that transition Mm -hmm. went down? Yeah, for sure. Okay. So yeah, I did have a business for a long time for 10 years doing the things that, you know, your family tell you to do. Um, You follow in your father's, I followed in my father's footsteps in real estate and uh, I built this business. And on the outside looking in, I did feel like successful because that's what I was conditioned to believe what success meant. Like you make lots of money, you have this business, you're doing great, right? And so I always knew though that something felt like it was missing, but I would feel guilty that I would be wanting more. Like, why don't I have enough, right? Like, why am I feeling like I need more if I have everything that society is telling me is like the perfect life, right? And I'm like, okay. So I just kind of went with it because there is a part of you conditionally that you believe, yes, all these things are great. All these things mean success. But then that tugging, like nagging feeling inside, it's not going to go away. It just kept staying there. And I was like, okay, I need to like figure this out. But the problem was I didn't know what that was. Mm. I had no idea what I wanted because when you shove all that down and you do things for other people, you lose a sense of yourself. I attached my identity to my career. I was lost, but I was searching for something else. And I think what made me actually take the final step to leave was in my 10th year of business, I actually started winning industry awards. And of course I was happy and I was excited, but then I was like, you know, this is it. Like I'm making money. I have this successful career. I'm now winning awards and yet it's still not enough. Like I'm still unsatisfied. I'm still unfulfilled. So I'm like, okay, something's got to give. So um, my husband ended up getting a job opportunity here in the States and we're from Canada. And he was like, do you want to like pick up and leave? And like, I was like, yes, immediately. I was like, yes, it was like my, it was like my gateway to like leave. It was just what I needed. Cause I don't know had that not happened if I would have, because everything just looks so comfortable and safe over here. So we left. And it's like, I was excited at first, but then when you are in it and I started from scratch and I didn't have that thing I was attached to anymore, Mm -hmm. I completely felt lost. I lost all my confidence, no matter what. And I, the reason why I share that story about like, I built the seven figure business and I had, I, from the outside looking in, it looked like I had it all. I share that only because that's what people always say that they're striving for, like that they desire like all this money and all this success and all these accolades and all the things. But I'm telling you right now, if it's not aligned with your purpose, if it's not aligned with your soul's calling, it will not be enough to make you happy. Um, And so, but I definitely had to like unattach my identity to that because I then now felt like I had nothing and my confidence was shot all the things. And I basically had to build myself back up. Wow. And that takes such 
such bravery because like you said, it's, it's not only leaving a career, it's leaving the identity of the person who has that career and got the accolades. And, Mm -hmm. and thank you for touching on the fact that success isn't always equitable to money or the awards or whatever, because if you're still feeling empty, depleted, whatever it may be inside, that's going to continue on. Now, what was it like? So, so you're starting to be like, okay, I'm feeling this nagging. I'm feeling this, this tug towards something else. I don't know what, where did you start in searching for the next step? Yeah. Okay. So this is, people ask me this all the time because it's hard when you know you want something more, but you don't know what that is. It's like, where do you even start? I'm like, honestly, I just followed the breadcrumbs. I was like, okay, I'm just going to start to find something that I could do at home with my little children. It's like when you put out like certain things like, okay, well, I want to do something that I want to stay at home because I have little kids putting things out into the universe. And then things started happening. Like my girlfriend called me and she was with um, a network marketing company called Beauty Counter. And I wasn't thinking of doing anything like that. It wasn't on my radar, but she had said, you know, I know that you love makeup and I know that you love skincare and it's true. I do. So I was like, okay, that is something I'm passionate about. Like I'll follow that and I'll start to do it. And I honestly, um, I learned so much from it. I did it for two years. Actually, I'm still with them because I use the products. It's like lovely. I still am obsessed with the products, but it's where I learned about like clean beauty. I had no idea about, and I wanted to share that with the world. Like I just have this like, um inner teacher in me that's like anything that i learn i need to like teach everyone else or tell people about it so when i learned this whole concept of clean beauty i was like oh my god i did not know we were putting toxic chemicals on our bodies so i'm like i need to tell the world so i enjoyed it at first in the beginning um and at that time that was my purpose to like share that um so i was just following the breadcrumbs and then from that i um what really wanted to learn social media and how to market myself on there because I was doing network marketing. So I learned and studied everything I could about Instagram. And I knew it so much that my teams um, in Beauty Counter, I started leading workshops and I guess seminars on how to use social media for your business. And I loved doing that so much that I ended up creating a course. And so I sold that to not just beauty counter people. I was selling the course on how to market yourself. It was called Captivate and Monetize, which is like how to attract your ideal clients, monetize your big ideas. And then from there, it just one thing after the other. And um, I guess to where we are now, I knew that I wanted to gather women together and I'm just a socialite. I'm just a, well, I say socialite because that's what I said. I would joke that I wanted to be when I was younger. But it's really like just hanging around women, connecting. Um, And I, to find myself, I started finding other communities outside of, you know, what the, my network. And it's when I knew that networking wasn't the networking I used to know when I was in real estate and finance. Like that was very disconnected. That was very pass your business cards around. It was male dominated and I hated them. But when I started going to different communities of women who just wanted to connect and build relationships and all the things I just fell in love with like community and they helped me kind of get out of my hole that I was, you know, in. And it really is what helped me bring out all these desires that I had and encouraged me to go for them. So I remember being in like my first mastermind two years ago and we were sitting around a pool and they're like, well, like, what are your dreams? Like, what do you think of? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. This vision keeps popping up of like having a brunch and gathering women, but I didn't really know anything more than that. And these women were like, 
yeah, let's do it. Like, do it. And like, they're the ones who are going to push you like, okay, why, what's stopping you from just doing one small little brunch? Mm -hmm. And that's kind of how it all started. It started with one brunch and it became into the Illum Collective now, which is we do workshops and events and other things to really help women entrepreneurs, help them grow their businesses, but also just, it starts with building relationships first. I love that. And I think that's the differentiation between the networking that you were saying of like passing the business card out just for the sake of doing business where I've experienced your events. Everyone who has seen that I went to a higher self gala was put on by Christine and it was freaking fantastic. And there's something about being in that room. And it's so cool that you followed the breadcrumb of a brunch. Like it would be easy to talk yourself out of, well, what am I going to do with that download a brunch? Like what am I going to do? But instead, yeah, you just went for it. I did. I was like, okay, I'm just going to go for it. Cause I see, I see the vision. I know that that's what I'm feel pulled to do. I don't know why I'm just going to connect and have fun. And really I do love to brunch. Like I'm one of those people who will stand in line for eggs, you know, <laughs> I love brunching. So like, this just seems fun to me. Um, and follow that, just follow just these little breadcrumbs or intuitive hits and you just never know where it will take you. And who knew that I would be so fulfilled? Like once you find what you've been searching for, for so long, it's like, now I'm like, okay, anybody who's searching, I need to, I, I want to, I want to be in your circle and help you because this is the most amazing feeling in the world. I am not making the kind of money that I was making in my seven figure business, but I am not, I don't have that nagging searching, like feeling that's tugging at me. And it's like an annoying thing that will just keep gnawing at you. And mm -hmm. I don't have that anymore. I feel totally fulfilled. Now that goes with saying, I have to say like, not to say that money isn't important, I still want to make lots and lots of money. Don't get me wrong. But it's like, I know that will come. I know that that's just there. But now I lead from a place of from my heart and not from like, okay, what's going to make me the most money. And that feels so much more fulfilling and gratifying than doing something strictly because of the money. Oh, and I love that you mentioned that money is important and you know, it's going to come. So it's recognizing, yeah. yes, money is important. It's a part of our lives. It's a part of how we live. And when I lead from my heart, not only is the money going to come, but also that's how you've been attracting all of these women. That's how this community has been built because when your heart led, we can all feel mm -hmm. it. That's completely mm -hmm. different than like making it a transaction rather than you right. than a relationship. And totally. I would love to know as this process is going on, were there times where you were tempted to go back to real estate because that's what you knew or were you full send the whole time? Like what was that journey for you like from the human identity standpoint? Yeah. So good thing you asked that because I, yes, of course, you're always going to second guess yourself, kind of look back to say, okay, do I still want to do this? Because when you have skills and you're really good at something, it's like, you feel like you're wasting those skills or, you know, it was all for nothing. And everything I built up up until then is like all gone. Mm -hmm. So what had happened was when I was starting that Instagram course, I decided to create an Instagram agency for real estate professionals, because I was like, I know, I know social media, I know real estate, the business. So I'm just going to put the two together. And it was money driven. It was, I can make a lot of money doing this agency and selling social media ma management to these real estate professionals who need it. 
And when I started it, it grew really fast because I do know the business and I could talk to both sides. What had happened was I was doing it and it was, I was so busy. I was generating, you know, it picked up so fast and the old me would have been like, yes, like all this money flooding in, this is great. But then I realized it was draining me and pulling me down and taking me away from what I truly, because I was doing it at the same time that I had started the Illum Collective. So it was, it was taking me away from what I truly wanted to do. And so then I realized I was like, okay, I'm doing this again. I fell back like autopilot fell back to what I knew what I was doing. And I realized quickly, though, this is not where I want to be. It's draining me. And I it's because now I had the the two sides where I was like, it's pulling me away from the thing that I actually want to put all my energy in. So in the fall of last year, I gave away all my clients to other like to other people. And I was like, take this. I don't want it anymore. So again, giving up revenue, giving up income so that I can fully put my whole heart and energy into this. And now it's like we have evolved because we used to be called business bosses who brunch. And just this past uh, Galentine's Day brunch, we uh, evolved and we are now the Illum Collective, which is all about illuminating that light that we all have within and bringing that out into your business, because that's what is going to bring your people to you. Thank you so much for sharing that because I know that in my journey, and I know that as an entrepreneur, there are going to be times where you, it feels like you take two steps forward, one step back, and then you're kind of going back and forth a little bit. And so I know that at times I was like, am I alone? Like, am I the only one who goes back and forth or feels that pull? And it's so amazing that you were able to shift into the Illum Collective. Now, something I want to talk about, you are a heart-led leader, what is the inner work like? I get your emails and I freaking love them. They are so helpful. They're about meditation and mindfulness and manifestation and all of the things that help us. What does the inner work look like for you being a leader? Because leaders go first, which means you're doing the work because it's working. So what mm-hmm. does that look like for you? Well, I, yeah. Well, I had to do the work first in order for me to even know what kind of transformation it did for me. Mm. Hence why I want to share it with everyone else. So in some of the and I haven't done like obviously there's just so much healing work that could be done and it's a lifelong journey that we're all going to be on uh, it never ends it's not like something where okay I'm done like I, I did all the work it's just Though sometimes like, you wish I you are keep, I know <laughs> so but I love that it's like I'm learning so many different things as I go with you all too and so um, even like last week I had a girl on, on the podcast, she was a hypnotherapist and I, that's something that I actually haven't tried yet, which I would love to, but it's, a, I can only do so much, right? Like I'm doing sound bath healing, I'm doing breath work, I'm doing meditation, <laughs> I'm, do, I'm doing all the things. So, um, even in our workshops, we have had, uh, we've done breath work together. We've done sound bath together. We actually have the hypnotherapist girl doing a workshop next mm-hmm. month. So it's like workshops around inner work, but also People need business strategies too. So like, I think this month, I think, are we in June yet? No, sorry. In June, (laughs) we have a girl that's going to be doing SEO website, like how to, how to optimize your website. Like, so it's like two opposite sides of both things that you need in business. And so, um, yeah, I will always lead by example. I will continue to do the work. I think that it's more important than the business strategy because I can give all the business strategy to people who want to have it and learn because 
a lot of times that's what people, and that's what I thought too, when I was switching my career, I was like, I need more business strategies. So when I actually hired my first coach, I thought I was going to her for business strategies and she was like, okay. Um, but something led me to her. I felt connected to her and she taught me all about the inner work. She was like, I think on our first call, she said, I want you to start meditating every day. And I was like, what does that have to do with my business? And it had everything to do with my business. Yep. So sometimes we just don't know what we need. Yeah right until it's there so i just i know sometimes when i'm talking about inner work for the people who don't know they're just like what is that um i don't need that and i'm like okay well you know you just have to go on your own journey to discuss i can't like convince i, I can just show by embodying what it has done for me mm, yeah and i think that you touched on something important as a leader is the more that you're learning the more that you can teach and that allows you mm -hmm. to keep evolving and that allows you to keep evolving your business as well and we start to see as entrepreneurs, the inner work is intrinsic with the business because we are the business essentially. Yeah. And so it's yeah. like, <laughs> there are going to be days where you don't want to show up and that's when the tools come in. So what are some tools mm -hmm. that you have on tap that are like your go-tos for whether you're feeling good or whether you need to just tap back into feeling aligned with being a boss? Mm -hmm. So meditation and journaling are like my top two like non-negotiables each day. Mm. The other stuff, obviously, like I'm not going to be doing breath work every day, but and I don't think you can. I don't think like your nervous system or your like your body can handle that that much <laughs> intense yeah. work. But um, I've been journaling since I was in grade seven, actually. And so at the time it used to be and I have them all still like I have a stack full of them. And at the time, it, it, you, I love reading back on them because it was like, I love Trevor. The next day it'd be like, I love Adam. Like, you know, it's just like I was like a boy, crazy teenager. Um, and then now it's like evolved. And then of course, like getting out though your feelings, because then mm. I would like talk about my mom, you know, like, oh, my mom did this to me today. Um, and it's just a way of releasing. And I didn't know at the time, but it's just a way of releasing your emotions, everything that's, you know, you're thinking. And then it's evolved, obviously, to now when I feel like triggered or I feel like not showing up or I feel like something's coming up, like maybe comparison or anything that's kind of bringing me down. I know now I have to journal around it. I have to, mm. like, explore and get curious with that. Of like, okay, why am I feeling like that? And what can I do about it? Like, what's coming up for me? So... I love that because things are going to come up all the time. Like, it's not going to be like, I'm like happy and amazing each and every day. There's going to be days where I'm like, I'm in a downward word spiral. I tell my husband, cause I'm like, I don't want to talk about it. And I really don't want to talk to people. He's yeah. like my husband's opposite where he wants to talk, talk, talk about his mm -hmm. feelings when he's, which is so opposite. I feel like I don't want to like stereotype men, but it's not the norm. Like he likes to talk it out and I'm like, nope. And so when I'm feeling down, I actually had a down day the other day and he wanted to um, talk with me. And I was like, I actually don't don't want to talk, but I will journal because that, that's like with me of my way of getting it out. And I like that, too, because I think and that helps you and you can attest to this because I journal very, <laughs> very intermittently, <laughs> but there probably is something to be said about it building self-trust within you, which allows you to trust yourself mm -hmm. in a business because when you can turn to yourself, that's really powerful. I would imagine. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now when, uh, yes. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. I think that a lot of, I think a lot of women, especially the ones that I talk to feel the same way as you and, and may not be for for the same reasons yeah. but a lot of times i hear people think when you think of journaling you think of like this big amount of time that you have to like set aside to like think of what to write and people are like i don't have time to like sit there and start to think of what to write but i 
honest to God, it could be as little as two minutes just to get something out that's on your mind, or it could be long. The thing is, is that what's really surprising, and I think that this happens for most, is that if you actually just put pen to paper and you have no idea what to write, your subconscious, it will come out and it will just start word vomiting on on the page. And that in itself is therapeutic because these are things that you didn't know had to come out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This is inspiring me because I, I do have that same thought where I'm like, it feels like something I have to almost plan and like set time out for where like, if you just sit down and start just like with anything, if you just start and see what happens now, something I want to talk about before we dive into the Illum collective and where people can find you and what that is. I want to touch upon, I know a lot of moms listen to the show. And so I want to shout you out because you are a business owner and a mom. And I don't know if balance is a thing anymore. I don't know what balance is. I don't know what that looks like for anyone, but what is it like being a mom and being a business owner and being a leader pretty much in every realm of your life? Yeah, good question. Um, because I was a business owner before I was a parent. Mm -hmm. And I am now experiencing with two little kids what that's like. So I do know both sides. And I'm going to tell you this, because I think that women who think that, you know, um, if they don't have kids yet, they think that that's just a, another load. I don't want to call them loads, but like it is a lot more on your plate that you're going to have to add to your already busy schedule, which can feel overwhelming. Because as a woman, even without children, and you're a business owner, it's overwhelming. It's a, a lot of stuff. And so I'm here to tell you that it's equal on both sides, parenting and not parenting. I was overwhelmed on both sides. Overwhelmed in the sense of like, just having a lot of things on your plate yeah. and um, having to deal with so many different things. So it's just that now that I do have children, now it's just part of my life. So you adapt, you adapt to that life now. I don't know any other way now. Yeah. So I do know that it's like, oh, if I didn't have them, I'd have so much more time. No, because when I didn't have them, I still felt like I didn't have enough time. So I don't even know what to say. I just feel like I adapt now and you could do more. And I feel the same way. So I have two children. I feel the same way when I look at like one of my best friends. She's a business owner, too, and she has four children. And I actually know someone who has six who is a business owner, too. And I look at them and I think, how can you possibly, possibly do it all? Because I'm having a hard time with like two and running a business, but it's the same thing. It's like just how people with no children think of the same with like anybody who has even one. Like it's, it's just all relative. We adapt. We're good that way. Just make it work. Yeah. I love that. Adaptability, letting it be simple and <laughs> yeah. just adapting to what becomes. And I think that that's a beautiful lesson in life, in business, in anything. Now, Christine, you mentioned business bosses who brunch. I've spoken about business bosses who brunch on the show before and talked about the higher self gala. And now it is the Illum collective. Can you tell us about the collective, what it is, who it's for, all of the things? Yeah. So the Illum collective is more like, I like to call it instead of a networking community, it's more of a mentorship community for bringing women who have big dreams, who want to bring them to light. And so when I say that, I don't want to exclude people who aren't entrepreneurs because a lot of they are, we are mostly all entrepreneurs, but women have come to me that have said, I still work in my nine to five. I still, um, I, I have big ideas and I would love to be, you know, make them into a business one day. Can I still join? And, and the thing is, is if you feel called, then yes, of course. So that's why I say big dreamers, like big dreamers who want to like, 
make turn their dreams into a reality. Um, and so that is who we are meant to serve to like really support, hold each other accountable and a lot of mentorship in both personal development, hence the inner work and all those things, but plus like a lot of business strategies that I can also support them in as well. What I do love about our workshops is that we have monthly workshops and they are led by the members of the community because we all have different skill sets. We all have different, um, we're all in different industries and we can all bring something to the table. Mm -hmm. So I want everybody to share in leadership in this community. Um, and then we have bigger events like brunch and then we have the higher self gala at the end of the year, which we bring in like speakers and other people who can really help. And then one thing that we just added a couple months ago is the um, mentorship day. So this is like an intense day. It's a full day event where we have a panel of six and seven figure business mentors who have done it for a long, long time, who could really help in building women's businesses. So we have a panel of Q&A, and then we actually break out into groups. So it's really giving people access to high level mentors that they may not be able to afford or have access to when they are first starting out their business. Mm. It's also powerful because when, when you're a big dreamer, if you're not surrounded by people who have big dreams in the same way that you do, so maybe you have a nine to five and that's fantastic. And people around you dream big in that. If you start to dream big outside of that, it can feel lonely or it can feel like, no, that can't be. And kind of that nagging or the nudge, you start to just shove it down because mm -hmm. you don't surround yourself. And that's the beauty of a collective like this, because then it's like, oh, this can be normal. This can be a thing. Yeah. Yeah, I'm so glad that you mentioned that about who you surround yourself with, because before I moved here, when like I grew up in the same city as I was born and raised for many, many years. And what ha tends to happen to a lot of us is, especially in our adulthood, you get used to the circle of friends that you hang around with and that, you know, you don't like want to go out and make new friends when you're older. It's harder to make maybe new friends when you're older. But that's like a story that people tell themselves. Now I'm like, oh, my God, it's just like it's what I do now. Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> But it, for example, like I had just started my podcast last year and, you know, you're going to hang around. There's two kinds of circles that you can hang around with. You could say, oh, I'm maybe thinking of starting a podcast. And then you may have a circle that might say, oh, but podcasting is so oversaturated. Like, are you sure you want to do that? Like, you're just going to be like a dime, a dozen and like, a, you know, there's going to be that that's going to like hold you back or maybe cause you to like think, oh, maybe should I do that? Versus if you hung around a different group of people that would say, oh yeah, like go for it, of course. And I'm gonna help you do it, right? Two yes. different things that are going to change your life. You could either stay back because of who you surround with or you can actually like catapult forward. Yeah, I love that. It's so true. And it's just like the feeling of infinite possibilities. That's the beauty of a group like that. Because then anything you say, it's like, okay, what can we do to support you? How are we doing this? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like it could be right. And that's what you need when you're an entrepreneur, because ultimately the expansion is the same expansion that's going on in the mind. So anything that you believe, all of the people mm -hmm. that are expanding you, the VIP mentors, all of that is like, okay. And I've been starting to say to myself, if they can, I can. And so it's like stepping into yes. if they can, I can, and learning from these people. And so it's so powerful what you're doing. Christine, tell us where people can find you, where they can find the podcast, all of that good stuff. 
to follow along with you. Okay. Yes. I know I have so many social media accounts. It's actually kind of crazy. So <laughs> it's, I have a hard time managing them. So uh, my personal account is Christine K. Monroe with a K. And then, of course, we're on the illumcollective.co uh, for all anything that you need to know about upcoming events and workshops because we do have them online as well. And then the Pivot to Passion podcast is on there too. So thank you. All of, of course, all of that will be in the show notes. Everyone definitely make sure to check it out. Christine, thank you so much for all that you do. And thank you for coming on the show and sharing your light and your wisdom. Oh, thank you so much. It was an honor.